Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The real estate market is shifting. The time is now. The Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast is your home for the mindset, tactics, and tools needed to break through your limiting beliefs and find freedom by investing in foreclosure deals. Don't buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. And now, your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, where our goal every week is to educate you about making money by investing in the foreclosure investment space. Before we get too started here, don't forget to join the Facebook group and make sure you subscribe to this channel or wherever you happen to digest your content. We'd love to keep you informed about the shows and events as we keep moving on. I, I am so excited. I know I say this about like every guest, how excited I am to have somebody on here, but you know, I got a really great guest today. Mike Bancroft from Traction Capital is with us today. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that, but as always, I want to hit this mindset thing pretty hard because Traction Capital is a hard and private money lender. I'm a partner in the firm, okay? So this is my lending partner where I help people just like you to go from not being able to do a deal into getting their first deal done. And Mike is a critical element of that. But this this uh, quote is really important because I think it, it spells out the importance of money and why it's going to help you out. So money is only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. We're going to get Mike Bancroft in to discuss that quote just a little bit more because this is a big mindset thing I really want to talk about in great detail. Let's get Mike on the show here. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Mr. Mike Bancroft. What's going on, Mike? Hey, good morning, Donnie. How are you today? I am doing so well. It's amazing to have you on the show. I want to, I want to jump into this quote here in a little bit, but let's, let's, uh, well, first of all, let's do the quote. What do you feel about that? Money is only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as a driver. Obviously, you and I are in the money world. This is what we do pretty much for a living. How do you feel about money being a tool as, as far as that quote goes? What do you think? Yeah, money is absolutely a tool and anything and everything you do is dependent upon how you manage the money that you're going to need to do whatever it is that your project is or whatever you're doing in life period. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Obviously we're in the hard and private money lending space, but you know, people don't understand that money is just, it's part of the product, right? A lot of people come to me as coaching clients and they don't think they could come up with the money. That's pretty much what traction capital does, right? They help people to find the money they need to do deals, right? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, sir. We have several lenders we work with, depending on the situation for that borrower, we find the lender that matches their situation, yeah. that, uh, gives them the best opportunity to get the money they need for the deal that they found. Yeah, I think I think that's so important because, you know, in the five F's that we we work on in the coaching program, and just kind of to recap for anybody who happens to be new to the show, the five F's are find, figure, fund, which is the F we're talking about today, fix, and flip. Okay. So on the funding stage, now finding deals is an art form in and of itself. Doing the analysis is critical, but when the real, I think the rubber really meets the road, Mike, when you start talking about funding deals, let's, let's do some backstory about you and me. So we met in my, was it the Miami Pitbull conference or what, what was the conference that you and I met at? We met at the Miami Pitbull conference. Um, you and your wife, we had a great time there. Uh, yeah, I actually I went there to meet investors and you went there to find funding. So we kind of matched up as uh, both of us looking for what each other was looking for. 
Absolutely, man. That's an incredible conference. For those who don't know, the Pitbull Conference is a is a private money lending conference. They do about two conferences a year. And when I was really ramping up my flipping business, I realized that my shortage was coming from finding capital to do deals. Okay, so I made a huge investment. That that conference is very expensive to attend. Totally worth it because you meet great people like Mike. But the the reality is, is you have to. I knew that was my problem. And business is all about solving whatever the problem is. Okay, if you're having a problem right now, you want to start, you want to do a deal, but you don't know where to get started or find a deal, the problem that you that you need to solve is in the finding stage. Well, my stage was the funding stage. Okay. So went out there, Mike and I met up. We started chatting about, you know, how hard money had its flaws. It was very hard to find guys you could trust and count on to get deals funded on time. And then, well, I mean, I'll let you tell the story, Mike, but things kind of blew up for us in like 2021. Like we 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 pulled off what 47 deals that we managed to get funded that year. That was kind of a roller coaster, eh? Lots of activity, lots of excitement, <laughs> lots of, uh, lots of shopping for money at that time when we were doing so many deals that we were doing, but we got it all done. Yeah, man. It, it was an incredible thing. So now as, as the managing partner of Traction Capital, uh, what I want to tell people about is our education-based lending system. Can you, the, the idea behind it being, guys, that because you have a coach, you've got some ability to get lower lower down payments, which increases your leverage. So you can put less money down and just get a better deal. Mike, could you tell me a little bit more about how our education-based funding system works at Traction Capital? Well, what you just said is absolutely correct. All the lenders, they want to see borrowers with experience and to give you a better terms and, and, and more leverage on your loans. Right. thing that Donnie does is with partnering with Donnie, that gives you the experience factor. So you have uh, better leverage, better terms, better rates because of you have a coach that you're partnering with on your deals and not going out there as a first timer. You, you have to take a lot more money out of your pocket for your first time deal. Yeah. You're not working with Donnie. For but let's check, let's check, dive in on that a little bit. So if you met a brand new client, okay, somebody is like, okay, I want to do flipping. I've been watching, you know, YouTube too much, or I got a thing for Chip and Joanna Gaines. I watched that show and I want to do my first deal. Generally speaking, a complete neophyte, okay, somebody off the street who wants to do their first deal. How much money percentage wise now, how much percentage down do you think a complete noob is going to have to bring to their first deal in most cases? In most cases, it's going to be a minimum at least. 15% sure. down payment. Right. And that's a really qualified minimum. Yeah. Okay. And that, 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 I guess that's what I was looking for. Cause I've seen 20% kind of across the board, but I know if there's some extraneous circumstances, great credit, et cetera, 15%, but somewhere between 15 and 20% down is what we're expecting. If you're a complete newbie, is that right? Correct. And yes, the uh, average new person, it's going to be at least 15, if not 20% down on a, fix and flip hard money loan especially if they're completely uh, unqualified uh, unexperienced let's not say unqualified like you may you may have all the knowledge in the world but lenders have to know that their money's not at risk okay and to make sure they're not at risk they're really trading on that experience so let's compare that mike to somebody who signs up as a coaching student and if you have any like real world examples of deals that we've done that you wouldn't mind sharing with us um, on people who have come in as coaching students and gone from that 20% down to, to what? what? What have you seen people getting as a result of, of combining their, their experience with my experience on the coaching side? Well, when we, when we combine your experience, that pretty much automatically we're at 10%. Okay. And then if the... The other factor is the deal itself. If mm-hmm. the uh, loan to value is at 70%, 
we can, with Donnie's experience, we can do a hundred percent financing. You just need the money for closing costs and some reserves for the interest payments on the loan. So I really want you to hear that. Okay, guys, because a lot of people that the gap that, that stops them from getting into deals is they don't have 15 to 20% to put down. If we're putting real numbers on that, okay, if you're going to the Colorado Springs market, just an example where I'm based out of, you're typically buying around two fifty dollars to $300,000, okay? That's, that's generally my entry point for an entry-level retail deal that I want to sell for three fifty dollars to $400,000 because the market's a little soft right now. We're definitely focusing on the less expensive properties. Okay. So if you're buying a house for 300 K with the hopes of selling it for 400 K, you're going to be putting 15 to 20% down, which is 45,000 to $60,000 in down payment money. Now, maybe you have it. Okay. Maybe you're in a spot financially where that makes sense, but Mike, what's your take on that? Even if you've got the money, what's your advice? You've been in the finance world for a long time. What's your general consensus on whether they should use their own money to do deals or get better leverage? What's your opinion on that? Oh, absolutely. Get the better leverage. You definitely want to keep some money in reserves. Uh, even if you do a great job figuring out your budget, things could come up when you take out a wall or something. You might find right. something that you weren't expecting. And it's better to have that money in your own pocket and reserves to take care of it than to try and find the money after the problem. Right. Right. And that's a lot of people that we warn people about. That's a, it's a big fear, right? If you're doing your first flip, you know, a lot, there's a lot of unknowns, especially when you're doing your first deal, right? So the key to the unknowns is, is capitalization. If you've got more money in the bank because you put less money down, you're going to be less concerned about those, hey, gotchas, right? Because you've got more capital available. Talk to me about where the rehab funds are coming from, Mike. So, you know, you're putting 10% down with the coaching program and now, you know, the lender is going to escrow for repairs or where, where do we find the money to do the, the actual work on the property. Yes. Part of, part of the rehab loan is an escrow account for the rehab. So whatever the $20,000 rehab, that money gets escrowed. That money is generally a hundred percent finance. And so you're only putting money down on the purchase, not putting money into the actual rehab portion of the loan for most hard money loans. That's pretty much standard. Not all, but most the rehab is a hundred percent finance. So you just need the, uh, money for the monthly interest on the rehab portion of the loan. Right. And I think that's important to note. A lot of people come into this thinking they need hundreds of thousands of dollars to their first deal. But what it sounds like you're saying, Mike, is that if we're buying a $300,000 flip, we're putting 10% down, which is $30,000. And then the lender is going to escrow for the rehab. So you're getting into this deal for just the 30 K out of pocket. That, that seems like a very small amount of money compared to the fact that I might have to put 20% down and then spend 30,000, 40,000 on the rehab, right? That's a, that's a big jump in how much money is out of pocket, right? Right. Of course, you're going to have a little bit of money for the closing costs, but yes, maybe 35,000 compared to 65 or 70,000 for the right. same deal. So, and as a result of that, you should be able to get into deals easier and you should be able to do more deals because you need less liquidity. You see what I'm saying? So it, when you're teaming up with the coaching program, guys, um, the, the idea behind this is when we get to the funding stage, we've already got a plan to get this thing funded. How do the lenders define my relationship with the students? Like I, I know uh, like some of them want me on the LLC and some will just take the coaching agreement. Well, what's the variable there? How do they define that I'm, I'm their coach? It's, it's everything you said. Some of the lenders, you just provide the documentation that you're a coaching student with Donnie and that's good enough because okay. especially the lenders that are familiar with Donnie. Some of the lenders want to see that um, they have a joint venture agreement with Donnie. And then some of the lenders want 
dying to actually be maybe 20% of their LLC, but it, it just varies by the lender. You know, so that's interesting. And I got to be frank with you. When we first talked about me joining their LLC, I got nervous a little bit about that. Obviously, I'm adding a little bit of personal liability uh, to the deal, um, but I really want to see my students succeed. But, you know, obviously, we're not going to put them, we're not going to fund a deal that we don't believe is going to be profitable, right? So for me, it was, it was a deal I was going to do anyway. I'm willing to add my name, my experience to that bottom line because I'm so confident in the deal. But on your side of it, how's the lender viewing it? If things go wrong, what's the expectation, I guess, on the coach? And maybe I should have asked this before I started signing for deals, but like, what's the expectation on the coach for me to step in and, and help out? What, what, what's going to happen if things go bad, I guess? Well, yeah, if you're if you're on the documentation, you're going to be responsible to assist with getting everything done and taken care of. Absolutely. You know, and I wanted I wanted that out there, guys, because the reality is as your coach, I'm adding some liability to the deal. I am so focused on my client success and ability to do deals that on the deals that I have to sign for. And again, that's not always the case. A lot of times just the coaching agreement is sufficient for the lenders, but there have been a couple recently where we've had to add me to the operating agreement of the LLC. Now I want to point out that as your coach, I'm not taking any uh, profit on the deal. I'm not interested in the profit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like money. So, but I really want to be a pure coach in the sense that I want to help you to do deals. How many deals, Mike, does a student have to do before they'll no longer need uh, the coaching? I guess my, my tie-in, how many, how many deals before they're considered quote unquote experienced enough to get the, the lower down payments on their own? Ideally, once they've done three deals, they're going to be similar, uh, not as good of a maybe term, maybe rates as far okay. as uh, somebody with 10 plus is like, you know, is the magic number is 10 plus. But once a beginner gets to their third deal and they've completed three deals, sometimes even two deals, depending on the lender, uh, then they're still at that, that, that point, they're going to get better leverage and better rates than they would as a absolute beginner. Uh, yeah, I love that. And I have to, I have to point out that, you know, the coaching basically guarantees the first deal, right? But you're going to need the coach. My goal is to earn your business as a coach for years to come. So, you know, if you still need me as a leverage point and it's going to take way less than a year to get your first deal done, I've got clients who are definitely going to do two to three this year, just on the current momentum that they're on. But, you know, I am certain that the coaching is going to benefit over that time period because ideally we get to that magic three deals, right? By the end of our first year together as, as coach and client. And then, you know, you're now getting the leverage point through traction capital, which is still an interest to me because I'm a partner in that firm, right? So understand that, you know, Mike and I are working together to make sure that you're successful and have access to all the capital that you need to do as many deals as makes sense in your local market, right? So we're kind of, kind of pushing that agenda as much as possible. The market's changed a lot, Mike. I mean, obviously we've seen some big shifts um, in how the market is operating. What changes have you seen in the hard money space? I guess I would have thought that lenders wanted to lend less money in this market, but are, are you seeing that? Or are we still got a pretty good momentum of capital trading in the, in the fix and flip market right now? Or is it, is it trimmed back? As far as the overall funding available for fix and flip, there's plenty of funds available. The way they've cut back to an extent is just like what we were talking about. Some of the lenders are requiring more down payment mm -hmm. and, uh, more experience, right? They want to see that you've done this more, right? More, more experience, more down payment. They're more comfortable with. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and I have to say, guys, if my services are, were not, I mean, they, they've always been needed. Like I always use the example, Mike, if you're going to go 
get your pilot's license. I, I like using this one because if you're going to get your pilot's license, you wouldn't just hop on a plane and say, I'm going to figure it out, right? But for some reason in the flipping world, people kind of want to just jump out there or buy their first deal and then just figure, figure it out on their own. And today, that may not even be a possibility unless you're highly capitalized, okay? I, I guess what, what I'm taking away from this is that the lenders are so picky about who starts flipping now right? Based on the fact that, you know, they, they just really want that experience that it just makes way more sense. Would you agree to get an experienced partner on the team um, as opposed to trying to sort it out on your own, right? Yeah. So experienced partner is the way to go. The thing with being a brand new investor, um, not only are they going to look at more down payment, they're going to look at the deal itself. It has to be a, uh, you know, 70% of the ARV or less in some cases for new uh, beginners, they're, they're requiring to be at 65% of the oh. ARV. So uh, yeah, they are tightening up in those ways for the beginners. Yeah. And that makes it tough to get into a deal, right? There's the, I mean, listen, even in, even in a great market, there are just not that many 65% deals out there, you know, and this is, a, I think the market's going to get better. I think we're going to see a lot of great opportunities, but if you're looking out there and you can only do a home run deal, it's going to take very long for you to find that home run deal. Whereas if you can do a good deal, right. And, and I want to focus on that. My clients are not looking for home runs. I don't get me wrong. Any opportunity that we can to knock one out of the park is great. But when I say I'm using all these baseball analogies, a basic deal is a $25,000 profit or better. Okay. And so if you can find one that's going to make you $50,000, $100,000, great. But the danger in that is to both you as the client, because that's a much higher skill level deal, right? And the lender, they don't want to put you in a really high margin deal that needs $80,000, $90,000 worth of work because the risk is higher for them too. Okay. So I think what we're creating here, Mike, is a partnership with our clients where we can keep them out of harm's way by putting them in deals that are safer, right? Do you consult with the clients as you're putting the financing together as to the ARV numbers and kind of where you think the house is going to sell? What's your role here as a hard money broker in helping the clients get into deals? Well, I run the numbers, obviously. And uh, before I said, before I even send them to the lenders, I run the numbers depending on what the numbers are, then that kind of determines which lender I send it to. But uh, you definitely do not want to take on a large $80,000 renovation on your first deal, even if you can get it funded, because you're just not going to know what you're doing if you've never done one. It could crush you. It could, I could absolutely, and we've seen it. I, I've seen it crush me. I've seen people get started and get wiped out by doing too high of a remodel or taking on a meth lab or, or fire damaged house or something like that's just so outside the box. The margin might be there. Okay. But the pain level to get the deal done is, is probably too high, you know, and that, that, that's the reality of just getting started. Say you get a deal today, Mike. I know we've closed some stuff pretty fast and I've, I've been very demanding and asking you a lot. Um, but how quickly is normal? Like, what's a, what's a good time frame from going under contract to ideally getting a deal closed? What would you like to have time? I know I usually say, Hey, can you fund this tomorrow? Um, but, <laughs> and you do it. Like that's your, it's your, it's your fault. If you would stop, you know, getting results every time, I'd stop asking you. But like, what, what would you like in time frame? <laughs> I keep telling you over and over 21 to 30 days to close. And then you oh, send me deals to close in a week. So because <laughs> I get them done, you keep doing that to me, but it's not ideal. It's not ideal. And uh, it's more expensive. You know, right. I think it's important to note that we can get money fast. We can broker this money pretty quick, but it does cost more when you do that. So it is ideal to give us plenty of time. 21 to 30 days is what you're saying, Mike, to get things done. And if we look at it in most cases, 
that's plenty of time. Like the, the seller is going to be cool with that. There are some sellers who do want to close in seven to 10 days. And, you know, we do accommodate that when we can, right? But the reality, guys, is it's going to cost you more money to do that. So if you can get more time, that's okay. That being said, if you're on a tight time frame, we'll take a crack at it. Am I right, Mike? I mean, we'll go after it. If we, if we can get it done in a short period of time, we'll work for it, right? Yes, we can We can get it done quickly. It's just like you said, it, the lenders that close fast charge more money because they know they can because they're few and far between that close that quickly. Most yeah. lenders want the 21 days. And I think it's hard money tied. Yeah, thank you. And, and you mentioned something that you said there, most lenders. You have to understand that Traction Capital is a broker, okay? And I think that's important because there's some direct lenders out there. And direct lenders seems like it's where you want to be because you're talking to the guy who actually has the money. But why is going through a brokerage a little bit more? Why do you think a brokerage is better than direct, Mike? Well, in most cases, for especially beginners, I can find a better deal for them than they can find their, on their own, whether they're going to be looking on the Internet or talking to right. friends. Uh, because we do so many deals all the time. We have lender relationships. We have uh, better programs mm-hmm. that, that, than they offer just to the general public just because we do volume with them also. I love that. that. I guess that's what I was looking for. The reality, guys, is after doing 300 plus flips, we've established relationships with some lenders that want to work with coaching students. Okay. And as a result of that, you're getting better rates. You're getting better terms. You're getting. It's just going to be easier to get this deal funded. Okay. And having Mike on the team has completely changed the dynamic of the foreclosure deals coach operation because I have the confidence now that not only can we get the deal funded, but we can get the best funding available to my coaching students. Okay. We're not just throwing you out to the wolves and hoping we can get it funded, but rather we want to advise on, on what the best, best loan to use in this scenario is based on your scenario. Okay. There's a lot of guys just kind of shell, shelling money out there and that's not a bad thing. It does get, it does get results. Things get funded, but I've seen people get, they fund the deal wrong. Have you seen that Mike where there's the property, the deal was okay, but the funding was screwed up. Well, to an extent, sometimes what I've actually seen happen is um, I've had deals come to me that I, I forward to the lender mm-hmm. and the lender just won't fund them. And it's actually a benefit to that borrower that they weren't able to get it done sure. because what they were Most trying to do wasn't making any sense. Right. So, so that's important too to to uh, make sure that your deal does fit in in a in a reasonable box to where there's going to be a reasonable amount of profit. And I love that. And I, I would say that obviously I'm a deal whore. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. I, I enjoy doing deals so much that sometimes I can miss it. But I like that we have you kind of as our fact checking thing where it's like, okay, Donnie, you know, we, we need to make sure this is the right deal for the client. That, that is my only interest, right? But things are happening really fast in this world right now. So it takes a team of people to evaluate what the best move is uh, for the client. So I think, you know, having your eyes on it, Mike, has made a big difference in helping us out. One thing that people always ask is, how do you do deals with nothing down? And obviously, our methodology for that has involved combining private money and hard money to get that done. Can you tell me a little bit more about how the private money add-on works and how we can combine private money to help people to do deals with even less less money out of pocket? Well, there's a few different ways that you can work with the private money. But one of the ideal ways is to uh, use the private money for the rehab portion so then you're not having to qualify for as much on mm-hmm. your initial loan just to purchase the property. So sure. you can maybe go to one of our regular hard money lenders. They will just finance the purchase and you're going to have a chance to put less money down on the purchase 
and then maybe get 100% from the private money person. Whereas if you're doing the, everything through the hard money lender, you're, you're going to have to have uh, more funds, a little more money in the game, period. Right. Yeah. So on the 47 flips that we pulled off, an important thing to note is that none of that involved my money personally, right? And the reason that was is because I had some established private lenders and we brought in some other private lenders once Mike joined the team uh, and we got all the paperwork done. That was a critical element to be bringing in more private lenders was making sure the paperwork got done. But that's sort of where you help out, right? Combining the funds that are coming from your private capital with the hard money to get the deals done. Private money is one of those things where it's relationship based though, right? So a lot of my clients come in, they've got friends or family members or people who want to invest with them. How do you help them, Mike, to make sure that the interests of those people who are providing their private funds for the deal are protected? What, what, what do we do with traction capital help with that? That's what we would do for that would be open with the paperwork and, uh, so that they have the proper paperwork so that their, um, private money person is going to have a deed of trust related to the property. And, you know, we have all that documentation in our database that we can help with that. Mm -hmm. Obviously everybody's recommended to check with your attorney because we're not attorneys. We're not not, (laughs) We don't have the paperwork. We can do the paperwork, but if you want to get someone to look at it, that's okay. You know, and in certain areas we work, I work with a law firm here. We just kind of brought on uh, that's going to be helping with reviews because we had we had so much paperwork at a certain point where it makes made sense to outsource that. But, you know, when you're doing one or two deals, you're trying to have an established relationship with your private lender, usually a family member or a friend, et cetera. You want to be able to reassure them that you're not just going to take their money and hope for the best. Right. It's going to be secured, as Mike mentioned, by a deed of trust and a promissory note secured against the property. So when it sells, the private lender is going to get their interest plus their their cap their principal back on the deal and what would you recommend offering private lenders mike as a as an interest rate return what do you think's fair right now for private lenders to get as far as rate i mean i think from eight to ten percent i think eight percent is plenty with the way the, the stock market uh, everything's going right now ten yep. percent uh, would be amazing for that private lender mm-hmm. um so yeah eight to ten percent would be what i would recommend and i think uh, if you explain it properly and show them that they're going to have a protection and interest in the property, uh, I mean, most people would jump at that, I would think, if you explain it to them, right? Yeah. And again, we're not talking about a ton of money, right? I mean, I guess on the scale of things, right? We're not asking them to fund the whole deal, though. If you've got a private lender who can fund your whole deal, it'll probably be cheaper and easier, right? Than using a hard money combination. But most of the time when you're trying to establish a relationship with a private money lender, we were getting the down payment funds. So 10%, once again, on a $300,000 purchase, about $30,000, right? And then we were budgeting for the rehab, so we had it. The lender could escrow for the rehab, but that takes a little bit more time. And at the pace we were moving, we were doing 47 deals in a year. We didn't have that time. So I would generally get the private money lenders to do the down payment plus the rehab funds, generally between fifty dollars and $60,000, $65,000, right? That, that, that's what we wanted out of that. And then we'd get a lien filed against that. As as you said, Mike, most people are ecstatic to get eight, ten. In a certain case, I was even paying 12% on deals because I really wanted to take care of my lenders. But compared to what the stock market is offering right now and the risk that comes with that, it's kind of a no-brainer, right, to move some of this money into real estate, particularly with somebody who's trained and got a coach to make sure that they don't screw the deal up. Would you agree that this is kind of a good move for private lenders? Yeah, the the, the private money at 8 or 10% is a lot more, a lot safer than the stock market right now and has Amen. been for 
the stock market's been up and down for, uh, gosh, at least five years now, just crazy up and down. So, mm-hmm. so this is consistency, right? And certain right. private lenders want payments. So you might have to make monthly interest payments. My private lenders generally just let the interest accumulate till the deal is done. But, you know, we're talking about 90 to 120 days, right? We generally get the property fixed in about 30 days. We got the time on market, which is longer than it's been in a while, but figure that for 30 to 45 days, right? And then you got your time in underwriting while the property is selling. So you should own that money. You should be tying up that money for 90 to 120 days at eight to 10% interest, right? And for most people, that's a no-brainer investment, especially because it's secured by real estate, but traction capital, you're going to help to make sure the paperwork is legal and and protecting the, the uh, investor so they get their money back at closing, right? Yeah. The thing is with the private lenders, once they do one deal, they're back for the next and the next and the next because they, they yep. see that, you know, big return compared to what they're getting any, anywhere else. I think the savings account is less than 1% right now. Right. And if you got money sitting in savings and you're making less than 1%, when you go against inflation, you're actually losing money with that money sitting there. Correct. Which most people, they understand, most people are intelligent enough to understand that at a decent enough level. The question is not whether they want to move the money. Okay, Most people would prefer to make more than what their savings account is paying. I think what stops people, and maybe you'll have, you can chime in on this, Mike, is the fear. It's the fear that if you just throw it out there to a random real estate investor on a random deal with no paperwork or protection, it's very difficult to say, okay, I'm, I'm taking the money out of savings, which is making no money. But if I'm taking such an ungodly amount of risk by just putting it out of the market, it's safer in savings. Don't we kind of bridge that gap with traction capital, Mike? We analyze the deal. We're making sure it's stable and we're doing the paperwork. Doesn't that eliminate a lot of the risk that these private investors are afraid of? Absolutely. And like you said, analyzing the deal itself, you want to make sure that the deal is so good that even if some things go wrong, you're still going to get your money back at at minimum. And normally you'll just make less at, at you know, worst case, it's usually going to be make less, but you're definitely going to get your money back, money back for your private lender and uh, your hard money lender. You want to get everybody paid back no matter so what. That's why you leave a margin in there for error, like a big margin for error. Absolutely. You know, and again, with a minimum profit of 25,000, but you could, I mean, easily we're doing deals right now where the clients can make 40, 50 grand on the deal. So it's they're they're still out there. And I want to be clear. It's just that I want to be able to provide, unlike a lot of the gurus out there who are just trying to mentor and teach you how to flip. This program is about taking your hand here and making sure that you're actually going to do a deal with a minimum profit of 25000 You're going to be able to satisfy your private lender who helped to invest in it. If it's your own money, all the better, right? We, I talk to people all the time. If you got the liquidity, that's wonderful. But I do recommend as you get some momentum that you get some private lenders on your team here so you're not putting your own money into it because that leaves some margin of error too where you've got some access to bail yourself out with your own capital if things get bad. So th- that's kind of it. Mike, do you have anything to add as far as what's happening in the hard money hard money lending world anything you want to tell potential coaching students or current coaching students about the traction capital and the program i just highly recommend the coaching program whether it's donnie's or whoever you got to have a coach for your first deal or you're going to have all kinds of mistakes you're not going to have any idea what you're doing really overall no matter how many youtube videos you watch you got to have somebody that's actually done the deals knows what they're doing. Some of the best deals you'll ever have are the ones you don't do because that's what Donnie will help you with. And I will not let you do them either if he does send them to me. But uh, <laughs> I don't send bad deals. That's, 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 I mean, that's the biggest protection of all, I think, of dealing with Donnie is you're going to 
have your deal analyzed by a professional and you're going to only, he's only going to let you do deals that are going to be profitable for you. And uh, some of the beginners, they get excited. They find a deal that they think's a deal. They, you know, they get all excited. They get in the middle of the deal and then they realize it wasn't such a great deal after all. They just thought it was yep. and they get in big trouble. So you, you don't want to get in that situation. I agree. Hey, Mike, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. I really appreciate you chiming in. Um, you know, a lot of great stuff is happening in the lending world, but like you said, the time to get into coaching, get this education, get your financing set up, et cetera, is right now. One of the first things we do after we do a coaching call is we get, the, get them set up with you on a call. So that's kind of the route to Mike here. Okay. If you guys are looking to get started, you want to get your funding set up, you need a couple of things that I'll just, we, we talk about a lot of shows, but your LLC has got to be set up. You need an EIN number. So you have an official LLC with that tax IRS tax EIN and they got have a bank account, right? When you got those three things kind of going and we can help you with that. If you don't already have those, don't worry about it. That's part of the coaching, but let's hop on a call after that first call with me. We're going to get you on the phone with Mike. Mike's going to get all your data input into the system so we can start brokering out deals for you. And then just like that, the magic happens. We find deals in your local market. We get you into that deal. And then we consult you from beginning to end and doing a profitable flip. The funding is a crucial part of that. And I'm so happy to have you on the team, Mike, helping us to get those deals done. I'm glad I was able to take a few minutes. You keep me pretty busy. <laughs> yes, I do. And I appreciate that. All right. Hey, guys, thank you so much, Mike. I will talk to you soon. Guys, listen, the, the, the reality is the market is shifting right now. The time to do things is right now. So I want you to take action, okay? You just got Mike Bancroft there on the line telling you that if you can hop on board and start doing deals in this local market, you're going to be in a great spot. So that's kind of our show for today. couple of action items, as always. Go ahead and hop onto the Facebook group. Subscribe to this channel. Click on this link here. I would love to work with you to get started in your first deal. And if you're ready to rock, if you want to get incorporated with Mike Bancroft Attraction Capital and start doing deals today, click on the link at foreclosuredealscoach.com and get started. Get a coaching assessment call going. Let's determine if your first fix and flip deal is where you should be working right now. With that being said, this is Donnie Corum, your Foreclosure Deals Coach, thanking you once again for tuning in to the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast and reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Thank you for tuning in to the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast. If you like what you heard here today, remember new episodes are uploaded weekly. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Are you ready to learn the mindset, tactics, and tools required to be a successful real estate investor? If so, click the link below to schedule a one-on-one -on -one coaching call today with Donnie Corum, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, to determine if coaching is right for you. And remember, don't buy a house, buy a deal.